Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note. A podcast where every episode we chat about life and what's stumping us right now. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Our side notes are going to be presented by myself, Mitch, and our amazing producer, Rachel. Hi, guys. Today, we're going to talk about our stories from a recent all-inclusive trip and give you the science behind them. We're going to take a deep dive look at the environmental and economic impact of all-inclusives and then have a kind of heated debate about our opinions of this type of vacation. So let's get into it. Hello, tanned Hello. person. <laughs> oh, thank you. I have a, a new tan. It's my new skin. You tan so well. And, it's insane. Um, hello, burnt person. Okay. Oh, God, I know. I am burnt. <laughs> I'm always actually, red, though. I'm red from everything. You're Running. actually red. I know. I, I get red Okay, you're actually, time. you're not that burnt, but when we were, we were just away. We just came back from a vacation in Mexico, and we thought we'd talk about it. all inclusive bit. Yeah, it was our first all-inclusive ever in life, yeah? Yes. It was your first. It yeah. was my first. I definitely thought you had done it before, but apparently you haven't because you were good at it. No, no. It's just in my genes. You see, No, I... you said you went to Florida all the time and laid by a pool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. My my family used to go down to Florida every year. We'd drive down from Canada from uh, where I live, so it'd be like 24-hour drive. It was always like an event, and then we would... We had like a timeshare there for a week of the year. So, so would you would sit by the pool, lay sit in by the, the pool. It wouldn't be like all inclusive, so you wouldn't get like free food or free drinks, but it was the lifestyle. But you were kids, you'd be like, Mom, I want my juice box and get yeah, me a Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh my God, I had all inclusive experience my whole life because I didn't pay for anything. Yeah, when you're a kid, true. you're literally like, Get me a drink, get me a juice. Everything's all inclusive <laughs> when you're a kid. Yeah. Plus, we were in uh, a sunny place with a beach and a pool. So, yes, I grew up kind of like liking and appreciating that lifestyle as a way to relax. And you have a pool in your backyard, a- aka you've got a sweet life. Florida every year, pool in your I backyard. Yes, no, I'm, I've definitely grown up very lucky. Um, but yeah, that that led to a, I've always wanted to to an all inclusive just because I was so curious. But I feel like you've always been hesitant. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never gone to an all inclusive. I've never thought of it as something I'd want to do. When I travel, I like I'm obsessed with like new experiences and like food and. Obviously, there's food and all-inclusive, but, like, going to different restaurants. And so now you see that, like, mostly our relationship, I'm catering to you. Well, I assume you were enjoying (laughs) those things, too. I obviously enjoyed going to an all-inclusive, but it was effing weirder than I thought. It was a lot weirder than I thought. Why? Well, I didn't... What did you think it was going to be? I didn't know you had to, like, make, like, 
vacation friends. That's what I was oh, weirded right. out about. Yeah. It was like I did not sign up for camp. I did not come here to chat and with like Kathy. get pressure from other like people to be like, "Well, you don't have a drink? Yet? It's eleven. Yeah. And, and like, I was like, oh, honestly, God. like Todd from Iowa, like don't peer pressure me right now. Like, I'm <laughs> not true. into this. I didn't but, pay for this. But that happens like on regular trips as not well. Not if you are just hanging out with people who are chill. No, but when you're young, <laughs> especially like we used to travel in hostels yeah, and I feel like true. the culture of hostels yeah, yeah, yeah. is here's the bar worse. let's go party if you're not partying aren't you kind of a loser you know that's what I feel like it's some hostels definitely not everywhere we've been but I've felt that pressure elsewhere peer pressure it's something we've all faced in our lives and it can come in two basic forms first you have explicit peer pressure which is when somebody else intentionally pressures you or makes fun of you for not doing something like drinking at an all-inclusive in our case and as a result you decide to change what you're doing we order more drinks over and over but there's also implicit peer pressure which focuses more on your desire to fit in and do things that may make you feel accepted so in our case, even if nobody made a comment about drinking, we may feel pressure to always have a drink in our hand or risk looking lame or boring as alcoholic drinks act as a form of status in this environment. But it turns out that some people are much more susceptible. For example, people with small social circles are more likely to do what their friends say to do because they want to protect their limited friendships. On the other hand, if you have lots of friends, you are less likely to be pressured. Except, one interesting finding suggests that the most popular kids are also highly susceptible to influence because they may worry about protecting their status. So the popular and and not so popular kids have the hardest time dealing with peer pressure. I'm not super upset with the pressure to drink. What was weird to me was that you're in close quarters. You have, I mean, especially I don't know how all inclusives work, but this one was a little bit fancier. I don't yeah, know. we were like, let's <laughs> let's go somewhere fancy. It wasn't actually so fancy, but it was nice. It was, I think, it was. It wasn't like a only. super. Yeah, it wasn't a super cheap all inclusive. We only went for uh, four nights. Yeah, but okay. My point is that it was like. There's dinner. There's the cocktails at six. There's everyone by the pool and you have to like be pretty close to the people next to you. And it's sort of like an unspoken rule that you chat. If you don't chat, then everyone kind of looks like, like, oh, they're they're probably like, oh, they're French. It's like, no, we are just normal Canadians. Like, I feel like people were like thinking of us as like, like snobby when really it's like, I just want to finish my book, read my margarita. And I really don't want to talk to read my margarita. It was really detailed. I was looking at all the pulp. I was reading it. I was like, no, but it, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to waste my time talking to Kathy from Iowa. Like, she was great. No shade to Iowa. I'm sure there's people, like, from no, Iowa No, it's actually no shade to Iowa. It's just that, like, everyone was right. from Iowa. Like, when they and get drunk, they'd be like, Iowa, senators in the house. And it was a mix. Like, the all inclusive, because it was adults only, it was also, like, aged up oh my by God. a lot, I think. It like, made me feel real. Were... It made me feel like my skin was tight. My <laughs> butt was tight. Because I was like, things were loose in weird places. Is that I'm like this. It was nice to know what's like our future holds. Obviously, all aspects of our bodies are aging, but the skin is the largest and most visible organ. We can see our skin get wrinkles, but we can't see the impact of aging on something like our liver because it's literally inside our bodies. We just can't see it. This is why we were able to judge these people's aging process so easily because we could see their drooping, wrinkly skin. The epidermis is a layer of skin that we can see. That's why people say that joke, like, your epidermis is showing. <laughs> the dermis is below that layer and is not visible. 
But these two layers are bonded by collagen. And as we age, this bond is weakened and we get wrinkles and we start to have saggy skin. Some scientists say that the collagen content per unit area of skin surface declines 1% per year. Elastin is another molecule that we lose with age, leading to a decrease in the elasticity of our skin. There are many factors that affect this, but one main one is sun exposure. UV radiation from the sun breaks down your collagen, it breaks down your elastin. So Kathy, get out of the freaking sun, okay? Listen up people, because there are some strategies to prevent the image of your skin aging. And the main ones are sun avoidance, sun protection, and using sunscreen. So this all-inclusive experience went quite against the ability of trying to make our skin continue to look young. Additionally, studies show that vitamins C, B3, and E are good to look for in a facial regimen for a variety of scientific reasons, but look for those components in the skin products when you're looking to spend your moolah on that type of thing. That's what I mean. It was like a great, it was a great vacation, but I was like, it wasn't like one of those vacations where I'm like, I'm so glad I did this when I was young because this will be really challenging to do when I'm older, like going to India. It's like right. when I'm older, I can easily come back can... here. There were literally people who were like every day at six o'clock, <laughs> they would lie on their thing in the sun with their sunglasses and their mouths open and they would snore for like an <laughs> hour. Like you'd just be like, okay, I'm going to go get a we'd be like, colada. Like, do you want anything? Alive? Yeah. Well, I was like, I know you're alive because you're snoring, but I'm like, maybe you want to get out of the sun because you look like, leather <laughs> and i'm like i can't believe this is just like what you want to do but I to mean, be honest those are my people i know that's what i mean i feel bad i feel like this whole time like, you're looking at me like there what was are you a saying? moment when i was like oh it would be really fun to be at like a young maybe even like a, a queer all-inclusive where it was like lots of young younger gay guys because like we'd be able to like make friends but i also had a moment where i was just like i love that most of these people just want to do nothing and are just content and there's no pressure to like you know go out and party but like there's just casual drinking by the pool like i definitely was like part of me was very happy that i got there and i was like oh six-year-olds are like my vibe <laughs> <laughs> no that's true there i actually felt that too like there was no stress to leave no stress to explore the culture of mexico no stress to really <laughs> learn anything like it was so it was so close to the airport it was disgusting it was literally like we got uh, off we could have walked we walked and all of a sudden i was like oh like i had no idea what country i was in i know like, that is a weird part about all inclusives like you you kind of feel like you're still at home just in nicer weather like it could be america it could be canada because most of the clients everyone there is american are or american or yeah. canadian and they treat you like they all speak English to you, like everything around you is yeah, English. Yeah, I would say, I would say, hasta bien. Like, that's the only thing I would say over and over. And like, every time the staff would be like, oh, wow, your Spanish is amazing. I'm like, no, I literally know one <laughs> phrase and I'm just trying to say it because no one would even try and speak Spanish. Yeah. I had, so I had, I have a weird story that I don't know if I like should tell, but like, I something weird happened to me there. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, if it's inappropriate. I mean, it was inappropriate from other people, but like, we, so we weren't at, a gay all-inclusive. No, like, in fact, I would it say was it was very strange. Maybe right before we left, one other young gay couple came. I think besides that, we were the only gay people. I think there was a lesbian couple too. Oh, this true. This is all yeah. speculation though. No. True. We don't no know. We are, but based on everyone else, I mean, like yeah. the other clientele were like, like It was like the straightest place I've probably like been since fiancés. I've gone to camp. Yeah. But I had multiple older men, one of which I'm sure was there with his wife because I heard her one time say, my husband, 
do some weird and appropriate things. Not like they to hit on me, you. They hit on me and made me not like you know. At first, you're like, oh, <laughs> I got hit on, but then you're like, this is kind of creepy and weird because Puerto Vallarta is known also, a little bit as there a there were like there were still attractive older men, I and mean, it was not that. Remember, we were like, I wish it was like the attractive oh, one that yeah, hit yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I'd be like, like we oh. had crushes. It was just not the crushes. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know. It made me feel sort of weird, and most it wouldn't be as big a deal if it was like a single older gay man. Like no problem with that, or if we were at a gay resort. But it mostly felt especially weird because. The one guy who was with his wife when we were in the bathroom together was like kind of hitting on me and being weird. And I feel like he exposed himself to me. And I was just like, it was just a lot to deal with. And I mean, I don't know how to feel about that. It it put an image on my all-inclusive experience that definitely was weird. Yeah, no. And I think it was like, obviously, that's inappropriate and awful. And I think that there's no excuse for that. And them being straight, I guess, makes it a little bit weirder. It it shouldn't. It's just an inappropriate thing to do regardless of whether you're straight or not. Yeah. But it was also just confusing because they weren't giving off vibes outside of that. Like the one right. other guy, there was another guy who hit on you who was just like, Wait, he was wasted. He was just all wasted. The time. I, I felt less weird about that because it also was him just. He was being the next drunk thing was like, and... "Oh, I'm Irish." I'm like, "Is that what all Irish guys do?" <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's not what all Irish guys do. <laughs> True. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think that. It, I don't know. It's a hard thing. It's inappropriate for them to do those things to you and make you feel uncomfortable. But it's not inappropriate for people to be closeted. They're in a different generation. Yeah, I had a moment where like, I was like, and oh my pro- gosh, like I need to tell his wife that he's cheating on her or something like that. But then I was like, I don't know. You don't know so what bad. kind of life That's they true. live. They might know. It they might could be, be open. Maybe yeah. yeah, maybe they're married, but just Maybe best they're friends. bi. Like, yeah. it's not- and I didn't want to get involved in that. But and also, maybe he is closeted and that's really sad. And I didn't want to like deal with that it's also but, not necessarily even really sad no you know what i mean like be. you don't understand the rules and the way that they've accepted their life what's inappropriate is that they made you feel uncomfortable whether the man who hit on mitch is in an open relationship with his wife or not it makes you wonder if some places are more likely vacation destinations for those who are in the closet and it turns out that a poll of closeted men's favorite vacation destinations actually exists This poll was run in 2014 by the website MissTravel.com. Okay, maybe not the most scientific or academic research survey, but there is evidence to say that people are more honest online when they are actually surveyed compared to when in the lab. So you be the judge. The site polled 5,000 men seeking male travel companions, and upon asking if they were in the closet... 41% were surveyed for the top destinations for discreet travel. And it turns out that Puerto Vallarta was ranked number four. Interesting. But what was ranked number one? Chicago. The Windy City is indeed gay-friendly, but it's also a hub for business, making it a much more plausible destination if you're keeping a secret. And it's a lot easier to say, hey, baby, I gotta go to Chicago again for business, than Hey, sweetie, I gotta go to Fire Island again and review those accounts with Jim. What all the top destinations had in common was they were gay-friendly destinations, but they also catered to hetero audiences. No matter what, that was weird. You know what I was thinking? I was like, part of Ayrta is really gay. Like, we went out one night and it was like, there's a huge gay scene there. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if, I mean, again, I'm speculating. I don't know these people's lives, but it's like, maybe they go to part of Ayrta, assuming everyone's gay yeah like and i mean obviously obviously be work because like 
our bathing suits were short. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> like we like, stood out for sure. I, I mean, also just as young people, I think we stood out with like, like I didn't like everyone was just immediately like, yeah, they knew that we were the gay ones. I don't know. I'm just like, maybe people expect when you're in Puerto Vallarta that that's just what you do. Although I wouldn't necessarily say that because it felt like everyone was like, again, an army man from Ohio. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, Iowa. Are those different places? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it made me realize, like, I don't know American geography. Every time they'd say a place, they'd be like, oh, cool. I don't know. And then they'd is. be like, we border Canada. We're Wisconsin. Or I don't know. No, that was North Dakota, which I actually oh. knew where that one was. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Okay, where is it? Which, which province has a border? Hmm? 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 Like, a, I don't know which a province. Street? No, I was gonna say it's in the center of America at the north, just wow. above South you Dakota. You really know? <laughs> wow, you really know American geography. I actually was like, I don't know my Canadian geography well enough to know like what it falls under. I think it's maybe under Alberta or a mix of Saskatchewan, Alberta. Okay, well, I hope you're right. Because if not, that'd be embarrassing. Yeah, I know. Okay, we're going <laughs> to cut this out if it's not right. But okay, well, what was your experience? Like, what did you enjoy most? But also, what did you not like? So, okay, I love to do things. I was reading a book while I was there. It was interesting. It was about a science. I read so many science books, and eventually, like, they're just saying dopamine over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I was, I realized that there's different, it was like about neurons and personalities. I'm like, I think I'm definitely a thrill seeker when it comes to like relaxing or what I choose to do. So, I think that part for me was definitely missing from this trip, but that was also exciting because the thrill seeking is uncomfortable. Going to uh, different cultures and different countries can be stressful and I'm totally aware of that. And the fact that I kind of was just like, oh, that's not even an option here. It means I got to finish a book. Mm -hmm. It means I really got to like, you know, get a massage, like think about my stand up, like do lots of, I was still doing lots of things in my head, but things that I like don't usually feel like it's easy to find time to do i've never read a book in a day but i read a book in one day and it was like yeah. that was really fun i love reading and i sometimes just can't find the time it was nice to not have to worry about doing anything but i would say that yeah there was just like i had to constantly just like not think critically about where i was i always felt a little bad True. about being in mexico i felt I think it's, it, tourism is a really important industry financially for countries, obviously. Like, I would never want to be like, don't stop right. going there because there's a whole industry gone. But it's very exploitative. Like, I, it's it was hard for me to, like, not feel like I was a part of something that was weird. Like, it was sort of like a white person showing up and then having the ability to have the expectations that I did. If I really started to think about it, it made me feel like But doesn't sick. that happen in a lot of countries anyway that aren't all-inclusive? I think this is what I'm really excited to look into in our research is that sort of impact, the behind the scenes. Is it hyper-exploitative or is it actually like an economic opportunity and are those people being paid good wages? Those are the things that I don't know. Yeah, no tourism in itself. It can be, but yeah, yeah. it's such a catch-22 where it's like, but you don't want to take that away, obviously. Okay, well, before we get into our divided opinions let's take a quick little break and when we come back greg is going to sit down with our producer rachel and talk about the actual impact that all inclusives have on their host countries and the world we'll be right back Hey friends, so since we don't have any actual commercials yet, we just want to take this minute to remind you to please rate and like or comment on our podcast on iTunes or whatever app you're using. Uh, you know, it means a lot to us and it gives us good feedback, but it also apparently helps it be featured and, you know, get a little cred out in the world there. And for you, you know, you could also become that friend who's just like repping us to your friends and being that person who knows all like the hippest, coolest up and coming stuff. And you're like, I know this like 
really awesome new podcast called Side Note Podcast. You should check it out. And everyone's going to be like, how did you know about that on like episode three? And you're going to be like, because I'm awesome. So if you do that, we'll love you forever. We appreciate it. Uh, honestly, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, let's get back to it. Bye. Welcome back to Side Note. So we had our producer, Rachel, take a deep dive into the impact of all-inclusives, and I'm going to be asking her about my time there and, you know, really if I should feel as bad as I do. So, Rachel, hello. Hello. How are you feeling? Feeling good? Feeling good. Okay, cool. So thank you for doing all this research. And just off the bat, should I feel really bad? Are all-inclusives, like, in any way good? Okay, so like so many things, it's a little bit complicated. There are good components. There are bad components. Um, But... International travel on its own can be huge for local economies. And as of 2016, over a thousand million people traveled internationally. One thousand million? A billion people will internationally travel a year. One million people internationally traveling, not necessarily at all inclusive, just traveling in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. everyone's so cultured <laughs> and rich. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so the potential for local communities is huge for both the traveler and the host community. And the host communities benefit from tourism, employment, and often offer jobs to people who often are excluded from those uh, from the labor market. So that includes women, younger people, and people from rural areas. So tourism can also stimulate the economy and help raise a general standard of living. Okay, so it means like people who may be in a labor market in certain countries, like let's say, I don't know, like the Dominican Republic, for example, could get jobs in a hotel. And that would just be a job that maybe wouldn't exist for them in the first place. Totally. Okay, that makes sense. That makes me, that makes sense. That makes sense. When I look at people who are working at All Inclusives, that's still a job for them. Right. That wouldn't exist if that wasn't there. Absolutely. So then, am I all wrong? Is it all... There has to be something. It just feels like there's some, is there something wrong with all inclusives? Well, for sure. So again, big question. Yeah, big give me question. Your goods. <laughs> you are right in thinking that there might be something a little insidious because part of the reason that all inclusives are so appealing is because they are affordable. You pay all that money up front, so there's no kind of like hidden fees. You know what you're getting. They have a whole like leave your wallet at home kind of thing. So the cost per hotel room is actually incredibly low which means all-inclusives operate at really tight margins. So that means the people at the bottom of the supply chain, mostly the staff, are the ones who get squeezed and suffer. (sighs) So um, it's true that within all hotels, all staff usually are experiencing low wages and suffer from unfair working conditions. Really? Yeah. Like in general, all hotels? In general. Regardless of whether it's a hotel in maybe downtown Toronto or LA versus like, I don't know, the Dominican Republic all-inclusive hotel. Yeah, in general. Hotels are not the best for the the people who are actually working there. Right. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Everyone who's working in a hotel might not be working in the best conditions, but people who work in all-inclusives have even worse conditions. So that includes short-term contracts, less training, less job security, and longer working hours. And I have a question for you, Greg. Did you uh, tip while you were on holiday? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So, oh, my God. I like don't even want to say this in public, but we did <laughs> tip because we didn't get money out. And I'm like, not to like throw Mitch under the bus or anything, but I was like, Mitch, I think we should tip. He was like, I don't think we necessarily need to tip. We literally didn't go to get an, I remember when we, the one night we went out, I was like, we need to go to an ATM because I felt like we should be tipping. No one was tipping, but I was just like, come on. Like, I was thinking, not necessarily knowing that the, what I know now, which is that the conditions weren't that great. I just thought we could give these people American money, which is what they were taking. But no, we, 
gave them all the American money that we had, but I thought that we should have tipped more. Should we have tipped? Oh my God. Should we have tipped? I mean, you are not doing anything that's uncommon because people who work at all-inclusives in general get less tips <gasps> than people who work at normal hotels. Because everyone's like, I already paid everything. Yeah. It's, and that's oh. the whole thing. The advertisers leave your wallet at home. Yeah. So you feel like you've paid for everything, including immediate and constant service. So there's also the components of running the resort. So additionally, to keep costs low, think of all the food you ate. It was probably mostly buffet. Was it buffet? Well, <laughs> so no big deal. <laughs> it wasn't buffet. Actually, that was... Not, oh my God, again, getting back into my all-inclusive space, sometimes I was like, I just want to go get a bucket of fries. But <laughs> you did have to order it. Okay. It was like, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't buffet style, but okay. it was like you ordered it and someone would literally just bring it to you. Oh my gosh, I don't know where it came from, but it okay. was delicious. So for the rest of us plebs who don't go to a four-star <laughs> diamond resort. No, no, no. It was actually called Diamond Resort. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's often buffet style. So you're bringing out tons and tons of food. Uh, you're throwing a lot of it away for Waste, health and yeah. yeah for health considerations. They can't be sitting out all day, um, which makes sense. But you would think, okay, maybe this food is getting harvested from local farmers. Yeah. Every time I got my fish taco, I was like, that came from that ocean that I am looking at right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Now, that is definitely some of the local stuff. And I assumed. It very well might have been, but more likely it's not coming from local farms. It's what? coming from is coming from a cheaper source and shipped in. Like any other oh, gosh, Same yeah, thing okay. with building supplies, builders, like however they can get the labor the cheapest and the supplies the cheapest, that's how they'll do it. And what that is known as is uh, export leakage. So as I was saying earlier, and one of the other examples of export leakage is just simply that they are multinational companies. It's not a Mexican-run company. Leakage so, of money to these yes. other countries, which is probably like Canada, America, France, these wealthy countries. Right. The leakage of the money from Mexico to these affluent countries right. because they own the companies. Right. Lord so, of capitalism. <laughs> the big, ooh, okay. Um, so then there are the environmental concerns. So uh, construction of tourism infrastructure, such as building beaches. Building beaches. Be yeah, building. The beaches aren't natural. The beaches aren't natural. <laughs> well, in some cases, like I was just thinking about this as I was watching Survivor. Um, just how like, oh God, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like how the forest often like is right in line with the beach. Like there's often a small beach. But if you yeah, think of the beaches that, that you're you on, on there's the big, long beaches yeah. that accommodate like thousands of people. Like often you have to construct that. Often you have to bring in sand. Often you have to like... Uh, remove wildlife, remove trees, and often removing people. For example, in Haiti, 
a controversial development at Il Avache. I think that's how that's pronounced. I believe it's Il Avache. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that Il Avache uh, has di- displaced ten to fifteen thousand locals in a bid to build a thousand rooms for tourists. Oh my gosh. Okay, I see. Like, because it it's like beachfront property. People right. would have lived there at some point, but that's right. valuable to tourism, and right. that's where the money's going to be made. Yeah, you, you want that prime that. view. You want to be right on the beach, um, and that's not always just right there. Um, unencumbered. Sometimes you just have to remove things. So then once it is constructed, once it is built, tourism can also place a huge burden on energy supplies, waste disposal, and clean water. I was reading a blog of one woman who lived in the Dominican Republic, and she said that her uh, hours of power would be six hours on in the morning, then off, and then six hours on again at night so that the resorts could go uninterrupted. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah, because it is the, again, the whole point of going to a resort is so you can live like home, even right. better than home, right. but somewhere else in the warmth by a beach. But those are going to be not necessarily countries that are developed like home. Right. You're on vacation. Vacation is about indulging. So it's like your lifetimes. So these people are literally sacrificing their own power so these other people can fly in and use the power. Oh my God, I feel sick. Okay, and then, I need to I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, it started real good. I was like, oops, I got duped. Like, that. I'm going to go right back the on the plane. The room is getting smaller. Oh Greg's gosh. getting dizzy. Okay, I'm wait, sorry. wait, wait. No, no. I am obviously fine. I'm just so mad I didn't tip. But on top of that, okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, power wise, environment. So, like, environmentally, financially, there's not that many good things, except for job yeah. creation. Right. And the way you're saying that. Uh, what we use as tourists is so much more significant than people who live there. Water use by guests. Yeah, you relax. You have long showers. Right. You get in the jacuzzi. How much How much more do you think it is than a local person on average? Oh, my God. I mean, at the rate we're going. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot. Like how, like how many times like more? Like times, yeah. Like five times more. It's 16 times more. 16 times more of what? the water usage water? that you would use per day when you're at a resort versus what someone who lives there would use. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, gosh. Okay. And you know what? It doesn't, <laughs> to be honest, it really doesn't surprise a lot of people. In a survey of um, 1,700 people, they found that 55% of participants did believe that all-inclusive holidays have a, ne- have a negative impact. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, I mean, again, it's like I could only have assumed that things were bad. That's kind of the vibe you get when you get there. You're like, how can this be so perfect? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like almost with anything in life when things feel really perfect it's like you gotta go ding ding like let's be a little skeptical here and as we talked earlier it's like turning that off is what makes you enjoy it right but the truth does seem to be that you should be skeptical of all inclusives and you should be I don't know we companies need to figure out how to make it better for local people well that's something that should happen the way we're talking like right now if things do come down to markets and if 55% of people think that the resort they're going to actually isn't good for the local economy, I feel like people will have a better time and be more willing to go of that percentage of people if you actually build something that yeah. is ethical. And the United Nations World Tourism Organization has actually created a code of ethics that resorts can follow to commit to local communities and to reinvest into the host destination. So there is there are these guidelines that exist, and I feel like there really is an untapped market for this yeah. that has huge potential. Because as you said earlier there's more and more people are going to be traveling in the future obviously that's going to happen there's gonna be more people on this planet you know there's gonna the one percent's gonna grow or whatever i mean that's a different story wealth mm-hmm. inequality but people are gonna travel right. so these businesses are probably thriving they're gonna come into new, new uncharted territory 
that is good that there are guidelines. And I guess it's up to the consumer, like in many ways, to be knowledgeable and to try and figure out how maybe to make a choice based on how the local communities are being affected. That would probably be the best thing you can do as a consumer. But that goes against every single thing that people talk about on that plane, which is how much did you get this all-inclusive for? What's your price? How long are you staying here? What deal did you get on Expedia? That's not the way you even buy into this type of excursion. But it's not maybe the way that we should be looking at it. So hopefully people listening to this can take that into consideration when they're going on an all-inclusive and knowing that it's a very inexpensive way to travel that maybe paying the extra cost for something better could be good. Who knows? And also for people who are listening to this who have that all-inclusive vacation booked and right now are like, what do I do? Leave leave the resort? Support local economies in that way? Absolutely. Please leave the resort. Um, shop at local stores, you buy local internet. souvenirs, go on, yeah. go on a local tour, go to local restaurants. Tip your friggin' staff. Oh my Tip. lord above. Okay. And something else interesting I thought about that I read about um, was, so say you're getting a cab ride, uh, pay the price. Don't try and haggle for the a lower price, yeah. but then don't say if it's a $5 cab ride, don't give $20. You think you might be helping, but then for the local people, it raises the price that they will be unable to use the service. Yeah, so follow the guidelines. Don't try and undercut them, but, right. you know. So I've been to an all-inclusive. You've been to an all-inclusive. Lots, clearly, so many people go. Um, things can change. Look for organizations that and uh, all-inclusives that are doing those good changes. And then if they aren't, do those changes yourself. We'll be right back. All right, before we jump back in, we want to know what you're thinking. Have you gone to an all-inclusive? Do you love them or do you hate them? Does your boyfriend throw you under the bus the way mine does? No? Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Craig. But seriously, you can tweet us by using the hashtag SideNotePodcast, or you can even tweet us directly at Mitchell Moffat, at WhaleWatchMePLZ. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are and whether you've changed your opinions on this now that you've heard a little bit more information. Uh, We still have the next segment to come in which Craig and I are going to fight to the death. Um, Not seriously, but seriously. We are very opinionated people and often oppositely opinionated. So we'll get into that. One of us will die in the death match um, and you can let us know who won. That's actually more fun if you hashtag sign up podcast as like who won every week in the debate. So we'll get back to it right now. But thank you guys as always. Okay, Greg, so we had our very first all-inclusive experience, but what did you, now we have had some time to percolate on it, What what's your takeaway? What do you think about all-inclusives? I guess I would say my takeaway was that if I could, and I did, go into the situation and take my thinking hat off, my critical hat off, which is hard for me, I'm like a critical person, <laughs> I was able to come around to accepting like I'm here to relax and i it did create a day where i was like i'm gonna read a full book in a day and we actually like got in a bit of a fight because i think oh that was a different level of a fight <laughs> no well you were you were saying that i was ignoring you but i was like i'm here to read right now because i'm like i, I honestly like i don't have it in me to just enjoy lying by a pool chatting to kathy or doing nothing like if i'm gonna lie by a pool i'm gonna want to read which i really enjoyed i'm gonna want to like think and like work on things in my head a little bit of work like that was enjoyable to me because I don't find the time to do that but I honestly I would not say that I enjoyed it in the way that I would have if I would have had a bit of that and then been able to also go to another part of Mexico and learn about Mexico there's a strong part of me that felt very 
like all inclusive like it's not inclusive like it was like i got to mexico and everyone was american everyone was canadian and everyone had and it even created within me this expectation like you even said it on the last day you were like well it'd be nice to get some water right now like because you <laughs> wanted water and there there was no water beside you and it wasn't like oh, okay go get some water and i was feel i i i came home and was like i have to make my own dinner like i genuinely was like that's disgusting like i felt oh, please i'm telling you how i feel it's true i was frustrated that i had to make dinner like i felt when i got home that it was you, harder to get back into the routine who made dinner you who did dinner? you did but you did make dinner exactly what i'm telling you i didn't like when i come home from a trip where i've explored like a culture and i've you know maybe actually gone to a country and tried my best to learn about it i come home maybe less relax maybe more tired but i come home with like a rejuvenated feeling within me sometimes i'm even like oh my god i'm so happy to sleep in my own bed i'm so happy to have like you know comfortable food that i know is safe or that i know is like my like it's almost like i come home with a new appreciation for my life whereas there i found i came home sort of like i felt a little bit more like lazy and tired but i was also really happy with how i'd like read a book and how i'd like felt rejuvenated but in like a different way post vacation blues is a real thing combine that with the stress from the mountain of work you have to come back to plus the jet lag and you might need a vacation to recover from your vacation the reason for this is partly due to the contrast effect the contrast effect is where your brain has to adjust between two very different experiences. When your brain compares the amped up expectations of the holiday to the less exciting post-vacation routine, your brain becomes a little bit dramatic and thinks everything has gone to hell. It isn't that bad. It just feels that way in contrast. So what do we do to combat this? Here are three tips to beating the blues. Tip number one. Pack your future with exciting activities and new goals. Like if your future is filled with learning how to tap dance or mastering Russian, Drosvigi, Kukada Damayish. That's how you say, hi, how are you in Russian? Or so I have been told. I'm not really sure. I've never fact-checked it. I'm sorry. Anyway, if you fill your post-vacation with new experiences, the negative contrast will be diminished. Second tip, get planning your next vacay. A study published in 2010 found that simply planning a trip can lead to increased feelings of happiness. Final tip, close your eyes. Think of the most delicious meal you had on holiday. Got it? Okay, now get in the kitchen and start cooking. Research has found that food and memory are highly linked, so if you want to honor the place you visited, you can do so by perfecting your fave cuisine. And if you aren't America's next top home chef, you can also seek out restaurants of that culture. So follow these tips and getting back to reality will be as breezy as the warm winds of Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, fair. I mean, I don't want to throw too much shade at you, but I just, I think it, I don't think all inclusives are for you. I don't even know if like super relaxing vacations are for you. Do you, would you yeah, disagree well, with I that? Would, I, no, but there's something about, there's something about like, I think that for me, it's like, I do love to relax, but I want to like earn it first. Like, it's true. It's like, Maybe, I would but love you like. Earned it. We literally were like having a whole work week while we were on the road. We were exhausted. We had pushed ourselves yeah. so hard. Like, it ever we ha- deserved it, that was the time we deserved it. <laughs> but then I would have rather had my time 
in LA to relax. Like for me, it was like the idea of going to a, a culture, a different country and literally like it felt exploitative. Like I didn't feel but, yeah, like no, that's if fair. someone comes to Canada, if a tourist I find out comes to Canada on the street, I feel so excited to be like, oh my God, okay, check out this restaurant. You need to go to this neighborhood. I want you to enjoy my city. I want you to enjoy my but culture. That's but different. Going to a city is different than like some people might come to Canada to go snowboarding, to go skiing. They might just stay at a resort in Canada that is like during the winter, gives them the opportunity to just experience one aspect. We go, go we go, I don't know where the accent came from. <laughs> we went to Mexico because of the weather. Like we're coming from Canadian winter. And I agree. Like I think it's a beautiful thing to go to a country and appreciate their culture and appreciate the different things they have to offer in their language. But that's not what we went for. Yeah. So I guess and it's if like Canada had a spot where in the middle of winter, it was actually beautiful summer. We would have gone there. Yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. I think it's like, it's, it's hard because you're going sun. to another country and in, in, in a bit of a way, it's like, it might feel exploitative, but at the end of the day, you're going because you just want to be in that weather and have that experience of, putting on suntan lotion, getting your vitamin D, like that rejuvenating experience that you just actually can't get where you live at the time because it's winter. Yeah. Hold up. We all know we want the D, and in recent years, the popularity of vitamin D pills has skyrocketed. But how much is actually necessary? Should those of us in colder climates with less sunlight be making a bigger effort to get out into the sun or even start popping pills? As much as I love, love, love vitamin D and think its effects on the body are super cool, there is still quite a bit of controversy around the subject of supplementation. Most agree that vitamin D is incredibly important in humans, and some studies even linked it to reducing cancer, bone fractures, and even helping the elderly fall less. And there is evidence that vitamin D deficiency is problematic. But, and this is a big but, the majority of the population is actually already getting enough from a combination of foods like fish, cheese, egg yolks, and UV light from our sun on your skin. Around 97.5% of people in North America hit the recommended benchmark. Even when it comes to the winter blues, modern research says, uh, there isn't much evidence here. You really don't need to worry about it. However, there are some key populations at a higher risk, like if you have darker pigmentation, or if you're an older person living in a nursing home, a melanoma patient, or people who can't absorb the vitamin because of a disease. So while it's great to soak up the sun while you can, as long as you're being cautious about burning too, and eat vitamin D rich foods, the idea of supplementation really isn't strongly supported by evidence for the general public. At least, not for now. So then I guess it's like, it is a very, it is like with all traveling, it is just like, it's such a privilege. It's a privilege oh, to be able sure. to choose yeah. that like, oh, I'm kind of cold, leave I'm going to go leave my country yeah. and like be in a warm area and still maintain the comfort. Like it kind of shows the power of like colonialism and like mm -hmm. literally like white privilege that I can actually go to an institution in Mexico and feel no discomfort at right. all. You don't like, feel unsafe. Yeah, you don't, don't feel unsafe. It's like, in fact, I'm going to surround my myself with white people who are just like me who literally just like you know remind me of my parents like <laughs> that to me is like then something that again as a critical person it was just hard for me to not constantly be thinking about that and then what bothered me the most was the way that it made me feel and like that water coming on your half where i was like what 
is such a privilege becomes an expectation very quickly at an Mm -hmm. all-inclusive. It's like I paid my money to have everything here for me that like when it's not, you're like, well, and what did I pay my money for? And it's just like, to me, that was like kind of like a really shitty attitude to have in life that like you're kind of, you fall into when you're there. I think, yeah, but I think that also falls more into people who are just assholes to begin with, right? Like I think that will come out of the, there were some people there that it was clear like their expectation was like, all these employees are here to serve me and I don't need to show them any respect or I don't really need to engage with them. They're just here to give me my drink, to give me my water. But there were also people there who were obviously very nice and wanted to engage with the employees and wanted to like chat with them and were giving them tips because they probably felt like appreciative that they were putting all their time into just like waiting on us. Yeah, and it is like... So I, there's I, a mix of people. And there's I a think. culture too. Like there's a culture around all-inclusives, which is so weird. Like it's true. I was definitely like... Even oh, sometimes, we didn't know. Yeah, it's like what at what? Yeah, what is the relationship between like extra tipping and money? This is our first time. Or even like I would just like ask questions about like what was happening around us, and literally people would look at me blankly, like, "What do you mean? Like you more mean like when's cocktail hour?" Right. Like no one even <laughs> wanted to like have discussions outside of like Trump Trudeau, and then like literally, what are they going to do in the next hour? Like, are they going to drink a pina colada or a margarita? Right. I think yeah, maybe I'm yeah. more close to because I because my family would like drive down to Florida every year or every other year and have that experience where it you know you don't have to worry as much about exploitation because you're in a country that's very affluent you're in a place where you're not well taking i don't know i would argue that about florida and america fair but we were going to florida for the weather whereas when i not that i would turn it around the other way like i don't believe us going to mexico gives us the permission to say like well no we we don't have to appreciate their culture like that is the part that gets to me when but that I see is what you people. do when you go to an all-inclusive you're subscribing to that permission to not have to worry about their culture I guess, but you also are literally boxed in to an yeah. all-inclusive resort. Like <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's you're not being that intrusive into their culture. It's one thing if you went downtown or into a city and then you were like, "You must speak English." Like, why are you not speaking my language? Why are you not making me feel comfortable? But yeah, they're least, there. To at speak least it's English like it, the money's coming into their economy, but it's literally like, and here's like the house you stay at, and you don't leave. I know, so, and, there was, and there was like there was there was like. Kind of like ra- smart. It's like we don't want to deal with this like North American bullshit tourist. Let's so lock them over here. We're just gonna like give them a place, take their money, and then like they can stay there and not have to deal with like. You're right. Like maybe it's just like not for me, but I do. I I subscribe to it. I really did enjoy it. I did find that I was able to relax. But I mean, it's just it's a hard place to be and really like fully subscribe to it without thinking like there's something so off about this that I showed my passport and came here. It was like, it was honestly, that was just like the hardest part for me. But honestly, if you can do it and you can make your brain get away from that, which I did within like the first four hours, I was like, Greg, come on, this is not what you're here for. Like, it was great. I was able to relax. I really was. And only sometimes I just felt like a little bit exhausted when I was like found myself getting in a bad mood if something wasn't like perfect. So these feelings were likely very true, and these feelings were also rooted in the psychology of disappointment, which involves experiencing sadness due to unfulfilled hopes or unfulfilled expectations. When you arrive at an all-inclusive, your hopes and expectations are high. You've paid the money to have everything be easy and relaxing, so when they aren't, you are more easily disappointed. 
Before the age of seven, psychologists have studied that we think our expectations can literally make things come true. And in many ways, we don't fully grow out of this. Like, when I showed up, I expected to be chilled out, fed margaritas by the pool, and sigh in profound relaxation all the time. But when my skin began to burn, and I needed to get up to get my own glass of fresh drinking water, I was way more annoyed than if it was any other normal situation. But on the other hand, if you can maintain a positive attitude towards expectations, it can lead to something called the placebo effect, which we've heard of a lot. For example, when I was served fresh orange juice in the morning in Mexico, I picture them plucking fresh oranges off the, you know, trees that I saw on the hills as we flew in on our airplane. It was, it tasted like it was the best orange juice I'd had in years, but on the last day, day I literally looked over and realized it was Tropicana. <laughs> so these expectations can go both ways. They can, you know, make you feel disappointed, but if you have certain types of expectations, they can also create the placebo effect within you and make you actually enjoy something. More. Give me one fact about Mexico you learned while you're there. <laughs> Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> give me one. Give me one. How to say that word? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're right. You're right. I'm not disagreeing, but that's not like what that trip was no, for yeah. me. Right? No, it is funny. I bet if someone was like, Greg, have you ever been to Mexico? I'd be like, no. <laughs> and like the fact I learned was the airport code, PVR. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you're right. And you're right. I actually wouldn't say I've been to Mexico now. I would if someone literally asked, Have you been to Mexico? I'd say, I've been to an all inclusive one time in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. yeah versus yeah. if someone said, Have you been to India? I'd be like, Yeah, and I spent a month there and traveled and went to lots of and different felt cities. like what it was yeah. like to learn. And I have a I could give a decent impression of what that was like for uh, someone from Canada to go there. Whereas yeah. Mexico, I would never give advice on traveling to. Okay, cool. Well, I don't know. We'd love to hear what you guys think about all-inclusives. I think this is actually like a pretty hot-button topic. Yeah. The, like, when we got back, the more I talked to people, they kind of look at me with these eyes and they go like, did you like it? Mm-hmm. And they all have their complaints. Mm-hmm. They all have their... Uh, immediately look at me and they're like you probably didn't like it because they know me. right but there's also so many levels like yeah. we've only been to one so maybe there yeah. are great ones that find a good way to be inclusive and fun and actually be inclusive it's funny it's like all inclusive it's like but it, oh ain't inclusive. it ain't not inclusive <laughs> it exclusive yeah <laughs> all inclusive but exclusive <laughs> but uh yeah oh thank you guys so much for listening um yeah we'll talk to you soon about something else that's gonna rock your boat like Aaliyah. Woo! okay see you Peace. later Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.